Welcome back to More Peace at Slow Speeds podcast. It is October 23rd, 2023. I do apologize. I know it's been a while since my last podcast. I will try and change that. It's a little difficult making time to record these podcasts because it takes a lot longer than you think to like edit out the shit you don't want to enter and go through that whole process. And my process is not optimal by any means. And nor should it be. I mean, come on, haven't been doing this very long. But there's a few things I wanted to touch upon today. And that is, uh, if you listen to the last episode, you know that I come from a place, I come from a place of shooting up drugs on the daily. And that place is dark. It's hard to crawl back from all that. But it's also given me a lot of insight into the human mind and resilience and what it takes to come back from that. It also has presented a whole other slew of problems in my personal life. I'll explain here in a bit. I hope all of you listening to this are having the best day ever because you deserve that. You deserve to have an amazing day, an amazing life with amazing people. One thing I've been shitty at is I bounce around from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. When in reality, if I just would have kept consistent with one thing or the other thing, I'd be way better off in the long run than continuously to to jump around. Because you put a year in here, a year in there, two years here, six months here. Before you know it, you have barely enough experience to do anything else and then you're too old to do to want to do anything else. And it's like, shit, if I just would have plowed ahead, put my head down and did the work, I'd be far better off. But you live and learn, right? Like that's part of the part of living life. You have to fail or you have to go through perceived failure in order to learn and grow. Because you can't have success without failure, right? Whatever, whatever success means to you, you cannot get there without some sort of failure. And there's some people that live their whole life avoiding a struggle or avoiding confrontation because they care too much about other people's opinions and they care too much about what others think of them and how their image or reputation looks, which it's really sad. You know, my parents were big on that. They, they were so big on reputation being more important than anything else. Right. And I see that, I see what that did, see what that does. And I see the results that that's produced. I think the solution to that is being authentic as possible and not giving a shit what other people think, because at the end of the day, what are you a member of the thought police? You're going to come come charge me with wrong think, right? Like what, what are we doing here? Like at the end of the day, if you care too much about other people's opinions, you're really going down a path where you'll never meet your true potential, right? Cause that's, that's what you're doing. You're, you're going away from your potential because in order to meet your true potential and get to that point and evolve to that level, you can't care what other people think, right? Like you, you can't. You know, some of the most successful people in this realm, you think they care about what the masses think? You think they care about what their neighbors think? You think they care about what the principal thinks in high school or whatever? Like, you think they give a shit? 
No, man. No, they don't. You have to be bold. You have to not give a shit. Because it's like the entire education system, the entire time, it's preached into us to not take control, to let an authority figure or an expert tell you what to do, to obey and consume. We see the results of that. We know the results of that. And that creates a weak human who cares what other people think. Someone who doesn't meet their true potential. We know the results. How can we combat that? How can we, how can we rise above all that? And part of that is, I hate to say it, a lot of people hate, a lot of people don't like this. They don't like it. But one solution is start small. Start small. Start by following through on the things you'll say you'll do. Whether it's go to the gym, start small. Going to the gym, you tell yourself you're going to go to the gym, go to the fucking gym. You tell yourself you're going to wake up at 7 a.m., wake up at 7 a.m. You tell yourself you're going to clean your room at 7 a.m., clean your room at 7 a.m. All these things, they, they go into our confidence, they go into our self-esteem, and that projects outward. Our brains, our minds, we're transmitters. We're all transmitting a signal. And that signal sometimes is shit. It's sometimes... I feel awesome, amazing. Sometimes it's horrible. I see the world dark. Like people could sense that right away when you when they see your face. They could sense your energy, your aura coming off you. And if you're anything like me, you spent years in in darkness and depression and anxiety-riddled life and people could sense that. That's why we're all we're magnets too, so you attract what you're putting out. So when you're putting out some negative signal, some negative vibe, who do you think you're going to attract? You're not going to attract some happy-go-lucky person that's going to help you grow. You're going to attract some another miserable, another depressed, another anxiety-riddled person. Misery loves company, right? So it's like these things, they continue to happen. People don't shine a light. They don't bring awareness to the situation. They continue to do the same things over and over and over again. And then they wonder why. And then they think, Oh, one day, one day, the stars will align and an opportunity will, will present itself out of nowhere. It's like, no, man. No, you got to put in the work to earn, to deserve that opportunity. It's not going to just present itself out of nowhere because you're, you're, you're here. No, you have to put in the energy to be putting out such a signal to have that opportunity present itself. It's not just going to come out of nowhere because you want it to. It's like winning the lottery. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You know better. So to put a little bit of this into perspective, I'm going to tell you about the last few years of what has gone on just at a personal level. And I want to share this. My intent of sharing this is to to show you how much programming and brainwashing and mind control is going on every day and we don't really know it and we don't know to the extent or what extent so 2020 comes around um or let's go a little back so 2019 i was uh coming off like the suboxone the adderall Clonopin, Cymbalta, like starting to do that weaning process. And 
and to even get to that point, I, I was just so miserable. I was so miserable. I was ready to just off myself. I, I don't know how I got to that level of wanting to off myself, but I just know it was to that level where I kept telling myself I was going to do it tomorrow. I was going to do it tomorrow. And it, even with a, a baby on the way, like my wife's pregnant at the time, I still like, I still at a deep level, I knew the last thing I wanted to do was to raise a kid or have a family and be a dad who was so miserable. Cause that might be one of the worst plagues is when the dad is miserable in a family, it just, it goes downhill, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't get better unless he gets better. Right. Like you never see a family with a miserable dad that the rest of the family is doing well. You just don't see it. You see drug abuse. You see, you see over medication. You see behavioral problems with the kids. You see all sorts of crazy shit going on. And it stems because the dad is so miserable because the dad didn't, the dad is living in regret. He didn't follow his dreams. He didn't fulfill what he told himself he wanted to do. And he doesn't trust himself. He's got substance abuse problems because of all this. And he's fat or overweight, obese, whatever, whatever the situation. When the dad is miserable, you could be assured that the rest of the family is right there with him. Even though they might present themselves in a manner that might might look otherwise but don't get it twisted when dad is miserable it keeps going downhill man and that's dangerous that's dangerous and i knew at a fundamental level the deepest level that i was better off dead than being so miserable you know and a lot of people you know might not like to hear that but that's that's the truth that's the facts that's how i was thinking because i just i I knew, I knew, like, being a, being an obese, miserable dad who didn't follow his dreams and, or, or whatever the case, like, I would have been so miserable, and then, you're miserable, you're taking out on, on your wife, on the kids, and then it's, it's very hard to get out of that misery cycle, so I was better off dead than going down that cycle, is what I knew at a fundamental level, so I had a decision to make. We're at any given point, we're one choice, one decision away from changing our entire existence. And this was my moment, like when I decided to get off these meds for good, because I knew these meds were holding me back. They were making me be a zombie. And I wanted nothing to do with that zombie life any longer. Nothing to do with it. I wanted to see what life was like without those meds, without being so chained to something like that, with, without having those handcuffs, right? I just wanted to see. And I always knew I would get off the meds. I always knew that, but I just tried hundreds of times before that. I tried cold turkey. I tried all these different ways. And it's just nothing, nothing worked because any little sign of discomfort any tiny little sign, I would go right back to it. So 
when I, when I decided to come off the meds this time, I knew I had to give myself zero options because my history, whenever I have options, I exhaust every option, no matter what. So I wrote a letter to my doctor. It was an email. And I wrote, wrote him this email and it was, it, it was, it, it expressed what I truly felt about him. But what I truly felt about the medical system, about how it's so backwards, how these physicians, they meet, meet with the patients for four to seven minutes. They milk the shit out of the insurance. They contribute nothing but negative towards somebody's health. They poison people. Like I, I went into depth about all this shit. I went into depth and I wanted to do that because I didn't want going back to the doctor to be a way of obtaining more meds. I wanted to get that out of my life. So I didn't want it to be an option because, again, I would have exhausted that option. So he took me off of his patient list, to make a long story short. And that was great. So now the only thing was to come off the meds. And because I was seeing the, that doc for so long, for eight years or whatever, I had such a stash of all these meds, such a rainy day pile that I could really take my time with weaning off. I could take my time with weaning off. And that was, that was good. So I, I took my time slowly but surely. But with that, this, the impact of this coming off the meds when, is the external world. And let me explain. When people in your environment are so used to you being a certain way and you acting a certain way and you having a personality that's this, when you start to be a little different and you start to evolve and grow from that person you used to be, People don't really like that. People don't, they want you where you, where they know you. They want you where they know you. And that's, that's where the, the personal issues started to arise for me. And at this time, this is when COVID was ramping up, the big scary viruses, the propaganda, all this shit was happening. And I, I'm coming off these meds and I'm, becoming very honest and very straight shooter guy because I know what it's like to live propaganda that I know what it's like to believe in that system to believe in the experts I know what that life is like so during the first week or so of COVID like I bought into I was still I was still in that brainwash mentality that program mentality where I bought into everything I I would wipe off the mail I would be wearing gloves and fucking mask in the house and shit like I, I'm embarrassed to even talk about it now like I bought into the shit my wife was pregnant it was it was, it was unbelievable looking back on it it's embarrassing I'm I'm, almost, I'm borderline ashamed of, of that behavior because but you gotta understand I was I was an obese motherfucker at that time too you know, like I was I was still a fucking I was I was pushing three bills still I was I was a wreck I was eating all the processed foods I was still coming off the meds like it was rough to say the least. Like I was still programmed to a detrimental extent. But during that week, that first week of the lockdowns, like I even me, I began to pick up the pattern recognition 
and start to see through what was going on. Like it, it just, and that's where, that's where a lot of, a lot of the shit started for me to, to see re- reality for what it is too. And coming off the meds definitely helped too. But that's when I was able to see the politicians and the government in a very different light to the point where I know, I don't believe anything they say anymore, but it takes a long time to get there. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to explain. I began to question things too. I began to, to question things and wonder why are they saying the same thing over and over again? What's with this repetition? Something's off. I, SNRs, right? Something's not right. The SNRs were, were just across the board. And when something's like not, when something not, when something's not right, you just, it just doesn't sit well with you. And, uh, and shortly after this period of time, like I, I finally got off the meds for good. You know, it was, it was, it was amazing. It, it was the first time where I woke up and I didn't need to take a handful of meds, right? Or a handful of drugs to, to, to feel horrible, right? Like I, I was addicted to the discomfort of feeling horrible, I guess for eight years. Right. But it was the first time I didn't need that substance. I didn't need that. that. That's amazing. That like that was a boost of confidence in itself, and to no longer be in the system in in terms of healthcare and shit. That was such a relief because I had to drive fucking so far to just go to a doctor appointment every month to piss in a cup, then see the doctor for four to seven minutes. Then he, he writes me the same fucking script, and then I do the same shit every month. And then you take enough work, you're telling your bosses all this fucking bullshit or whatever, or you're having to fucking piss off customers. Like, it sucks, dude. It sucks, and I wish it upon nobody. And once they got you in that system, it's very difficult to get out of that system because you get over-prescribed drugs. You, they, once you're in the system, very hard to get out. So my message to anybody young, like, stay out of the system as much as possible, whether that whether healthcare. What, just stay out of the system if you can. Out of the matrix, as they call it. So I, I began to dig into like mind control at this time. And uh, we'll fast forward a little bit. This was, th- at this time, this was like the first vaccine rollout was coming around. And I, uh, I, I was getting in shape too. So I had an awesome workout routine at this time. Like the weight was coming off. Everything was going decent in that category. I was eating better drinking water I was taking just I, I was understanding nutrition on a level that I've never been able to understand and I've been I was able to learn like my learning capability after coming off those meds skyrocketed I was able to retain information I was able to read I was able to articulate my thoughts much better all these things happened because of coming off those meds so I could only imagine our entire country or, or what is it 75 percent of people are on some sort of pharmaceutical like what kind of brain fog is that producing? What kind of limits is that setting to that individual? Because in my personal experience, those medications were such a fucking limiting factor. It limited me in every way, in every possible way. From networking to making money to relationships to working out to my body odor to having sex to wanting to have sex to the taste of food to water retention to sleeping to waking up to how i felt on a day-to-day basis like my normal level of homeostasis and how i felt day to day day in day out was so 
fucking sad and miserable. Like, no wonder, no wonder, no wonder I attracted what I attracted during that time. Because, like, I was fucking miserable, dude. I was fucking miserable. Like, a lot of people around our country, your neighbors, your family members, your brother and sister, your parents, are feeling miserable. And they're being told by these humans in white butcher coats that it's definitely not the meds. It's it's a chemical imbalance or it's some disease with a label and it's because of that that they feel that way. It's not because of the meds that the the butcher coats are prescribing. It's because of label the disease. It's because of this disease, that disease, or a chemical imbalance, which it's all fucking nonsense, dude. The whole system is fucking nonsense. And then you have a couple outliers, outlying doctors who are about that holistic approach, which I support. But very few of them, very few of them, when the, the mass majority of doctors are brainwashed, indoctrinated individuals who are incapable of critical thinking, incapable of... So this is the, the place I come from when I talk about a lot of healthcare th- stuff, because I was in that system. So I'm not exactly... I don't have the best taste in my mouth from all those experiences. So it makes sense why I think the way I think in terms of the medical industry. And you're never going to tell me other to think like, you're never going to, you're never going to be able to get me to think otherwise about it because I have so many years of experience dealing with it and being in it that I'm so cynical about it because of those experiences. And for every holistic doctor that treats you holistically and as a whole person and wants you to heal and actually wants you to have the best outcome for every one of those there's thousands of indoctrinated brainwashed programmed doctors who only care about the profits the bottom line themselves and they don't and they want to keep you in the system because that's more money that's more revenue that's job security because if they were to heal you as quickly as possible, if they were to heal you as quickly as possible, you would, you would not be giving them money. You would be out, out, of that, out of that cycle. And they know that. So they know keeping you in, keeping you coming to see the doctor is guaranteed money. It's fucking sad, dude. The whole system, it's so fucking rigged. But anyways, it makes sense why I think this way about it. So coming from that realm into like, and, and being off the meds and thinking clearly and being able to think clearly for the first time, like it, it makes sense how my views and beliefs kind of changed from being the brainwashed zombie who obese zombie who I used to be to like slowly but surely progress to and evolve to where they are today. It, it was a long process and it started like with the vaccine, the first vaccine rollout that was. I was still programmed. I was still, I still believed in vaccines, for example, because I just never looked into it myself. I always thought that anti-vaxxers or people who denied vaccines were like a weird cult. I think it was because the programming of growing up, like we were taught to think that way or something, but I had never looked into the shit by myself. I've never looked into it before then. And so this was the first time I, I would actually look into it. And there wasn't a lot of data at the time. 
So my wife opted to go and get the first jab. And I didn't put up much of a fight. I didn't. But after that first jab, I, I paid attention to the VAERS database. I paid attention. And you could see some trends building up. You could see some injuries happening. And you could see videos on, on all sorts of platforms. You, if you looked into it, you already know what I'm talking about. You saw some, some injuries. And it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, you know? And I'll, I'll fast forward. I'll give you the cliff's notes. And so the second vaccine rollout comes. And my wife is pregnant again with our second kid. And she, she, had, she told me she was getting the second vaccine. And I, I told her, you know, I don't think it's a good idea whatsoever. Like, what are you doing? Um, th this is foolish, you know. I put up a fight, but I didn't put up, like, I should have done more. And I'd be printing out, like, the studies on vaccines and, and just, I, I was providing the information. But she didn't read it. She didn't care. She only cared about whatever Facebook was showing her, whatever latest and greatest propaganda. And at this time, I stopped watching the news. I had no faith in it. I began to see reality for what it was in, in the news programming. And I, I began to look into, like, the history of television and MK Ultra and all these different Operation Paperclip. And it became very obvious like we're being purposely manipulated to to damage ourselves. You know, we're that's that's the conclusion I came to during that time. And so when she went for that second vaccine, I just I didn't want her to, you know, and it it really saddened me that she went and got it. But she comes back and I immediately begin to feel like shit. I began getting sick and I began having having these weird scabs on the back of my fucking scalp by my ear, like behind my ear. It fucking burned. It's it was a stinging pain. It sucked. And even me in that state, like I even went to the urgent care the next day. And one of the first questions there was, "Are you vaccinated? Put on your mask. Are you vaccinated?" And I was like, no, I'm not. And they give me this weird-ass look, like I'm some kind of fucking weirdo because I didn't take an experimental vaccine. And then I open my big-ass mouth and I explain, I think this is from the fucking shedding of the vaccine. Like, I was very open and honest about it. And then I get even more weird looks from that because, holy shit, at that time, people didn't even know what shedding was. People never heard of it. And I was like, well, think about it, folks. Like, an experimental jab, we don't know what that's doing on their insides could that possibly be shed onto others could that possibly be contagious and it turns out i was fucking right about that but it took a long time to get there for people to understand that but look into it look into it you'll you'll find a lot of people who had loved ones who go, went and got the jab they come back and now they have shingles like come on man you know what that's from and denying that is you're living in a delusion come on bro come on and not to mention, I was 33 years old at the time. Like, 33-year-olds don't get fucking shingles. They just don't. Come on, bro. It, it, the whole thing is just sad. Sad sad to the point where my wife didn't believe me that it came from the jab. Like, So it, it kind of pinned us again. This is when I started to really dive deep on other vaccines, too. And, man, that, that was an eye-opener. That's when I realized, holy shit. The shit that they're put inside the vaccines, like some of these ingredients, I don't think they're good for you. Like, I don't think formaldehyde, I don't think aluminum, 
is very good for your body, right? Like we could agree on that. Why the fuck are they in vaccines? Something so good for you shouldn't be it. Like, come on, bro. Shit has been poisoning us for a long time. We're programmed. We're conditioned to, to believe in these things. Like I remember hearing about, oh, vaccines are the best invention that's ever been invented. Just all that propaganda to get you to, to wait in line for a poison that's only going to harm you. We've been poisoned for hundreds and hundreds of years, going back to ancient Egypt by this ruling class group, right? Like nobody wants to understand that and face it for what it is. It's always been peasants versus the controllers. No matter what history you subscribe to, that's what it's been. And we've been getting poisoned left and right while thinking it's good for us. And the latest and greatest way of doing that is through fucking vaccines. Look into it yourself. If you're still using Google, use Yandex or use DuckDuckGo because Google is nothing but a propagandist platform. Don't believe me? Keep doing what you're doing to get the same results. You know, Change your search engine, maybe change your life. Right? Before I say any more, I'm not telling this story to throw anybody under the bus or anything like that. I'm not. That's not what this is about. This is about how some of us are brainwashed and some of us are waking up from that and others are still victims to the brainwashing to the point where they will still defend the very system doing the brainwashing and that's more my point that's more the bigger bigger point going on here like i used to really i used to get so amped up and so mad about my wife getting those two shots i used to and getting shingles from i used to get so mad Like, it would keep me up at night, you know? And then I realized, like, hey, hey, getting mad is not going to fix anything. It's not going to take the jab out of her or whatever. It's not going to. You're doing the coulda, shoulda, woulda dance at that point, right? But maybe it was the way I was thinking that needs to change about it. And so I went from being angry about it to having empathy and compassion because I felt bad. Like, she's still victimized by this propaganda machine, by this brainwashing you know she's still still a victim at the end of the day and the behavior of going to get those jabs is a symptom of of being a victim to to that propaganda you know because clear-minded people who are not brainwashed wouldn't do that with an experimental jab they wouldn't do that people who are critical thinkers logical thinkers they knew better and they didn't get the jab why? Because they knew better. Because they knew, right? Like, come on. So, fast forward again. The third vaccine rolls out. And by this time, by this time, I, I, was, I was adamant. I was, no, please don't get the jab. Please don't. Like, please. I had, had the conversation well before she went and she, before the decision was made. I would continuously bring it up. I would, I would say, you know, it's not worth it. I would, I would bring up the studies. I'd print the studies. I would print articles, all this shit. And she would never read them. I think when folks don't want to face truth and would rather live in their own ignorance, they don't see reality for what it is. And they will do, they will double and triple down on their own bullshit before ever changing course or ever admitting wrongdoing or ever admitting a mistake is made. So when 
My wife told me she's going to get the third jab. I was so shocked. I was, I stood in front of her and, and I, I wouldn't allow her to go, right? Like I just, I was just standing there. And uh, like she, she got me to get out of the way because she told me she was going to do it no matter what. Um, it, it was very, it was very, it was like she was in a hypnotic state. Like her, it just, it was very, it was almost like a possession. Like she was possessed. It, it, hard to explain, but that's what it was like. Said she was going to do that no matter what and to get out of her way. And so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to stand there and prevent your wife from like, looking back, maybe I should have stood there a little longer. But when you're told like your wife's going to do that no matter what and to get out of the way, it's just very sad, you know, very, very sad. And she went and get the third job. I mean, to this day, to this day, I'm still a little bitter about it. And and the thing is, like, she's still in that hypnotic state. Like, she still won't admit a mistake's made. She won't admit any wrongdoing. You know, and it sucks, you know? It sucks. It's like, how are you going to learn and grow? How are you going to make a different decision next time if, in your mind, you did no wrong, right? Like, but the studies, all the information is out that you need in 20, in. in October 2023 that come on look into it yourself like I'm just telling you my story whole thing is sad but think about how brainwashed most of our country is think about all the propaganda like a lot of people think like propaganda stopped in World War II or some shit if anything it ramped up even more ramped up way more and now it's to the point where everything you see is fucking fake it's like a fucking theater. It's Hollywood shit. It's fairy tales. It's costume parties. You got these humans in white butcher coats. You got humans in these uh, these uh, these judges fucking costumes and cop costumes and all these little uniforms. Like it, it's crazy. It's like when you believe somebody has authority over you because of their job or profession. The belief is the is your problem. No human has authority over you. Ever. Like, come on, man. It's your belief of the thing of that thing that is the root cause of of, of so much shit, you know? Because when you outsource when you outsource inf- like when you outsource healthcare and you outsource shit that's best for for you and you put it in the hands of others you know they're going to take advantage of it but you still do it because you're programmed to do it you're brainwashed to make those stupid ass decisions brainwashed to go poison yourself and you think it doesn't just we're not just being poisoned from the jabs either we're being poisoned in the food glyphosate in the food chemtrails aluminum in the chemtrails fluoride in the water no fluoride is not good for you asshat all these things the pharmaceuticals, all this shit, the information, a lot of information is fucking toxic. It's fucking crazy. And the difference between my decision of when I was off the meds and on the meds, like I, when I was on the meds, I would have gotten in line for all three of those jabs, no matter what. Like I would have, I, I would have taken the bait hook, line, sinker, would have asked no questions. I would have just gotten in line, jab me up, son. You know, jab me the fuck up. No questions asked. I would have just complied, complied, obey and consume, obey and consume. And being off the, the meds, like, 
I did the opposite. Like, so that's the difference. That's the difference of the clarity of mind and thought that you're dealing with that I wanted to point out. Like you're, you're going from going from brainwashed to not brainwashed and you're going from, you're going from being miserable, but being told you're amazing and you're a functional member of society or whatever by all these other people to actually being productive, actually not being miserable, actually living life. So that, and actually making better fucking decision and actually radiating out good vibes and trying to help people. So that's the difference of, of that when it comes to something like that. Like, and who knows? I could have fucking died from that shit, you know? So it's all these things. All these things matter. All these little decisions that you think are not major, they're, they're big. Every decision, every choice, every little thing is a thing, you know? It's, it's, it, it has a potential to become a major, massive thing, right? So all these little decisions, everything matters. So when you're, when you, when you're hearing a story, any story, what I do is I take a step back mentally. I zoom out and I try and understand the opposite perspective. And I try and understand a, another perspective and another. I try and understand all sides of a story or, or, or argument or debate and then I compare it and contrast it to my experiences, to the information I have. And then after I do that comparison and after I, 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 wait, I, I see all the sides of a, of a situation, then I will formulate my own opinion about it. That's, what, that's optimal, right? But how come no, almost nobody does that? How come... You see it on TV in the, and you believe it right away. Why do you do that? You don't think there's a bigger agenda at play with everything you see on the TV? You don't think it's monkey see, monkey do? Like, come on, man. You don't think the media is a fourth branch of government? Like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing seeking out the, the news? What are you doing looking up negative fucking shit all the time? What do you think? You're, you're going to have amazing results by looking into all the misery every single fucking day? No, control that information Control what you consume, whether that's food, whether that's water, whether that's information, whether that's the people you're around. Control the controllables, man. You know, we, you're not going to have the best results when you're seeking out, when you're purposely seeking out negative shit. You're not going to have good results. Like, come on, man. Like, you know better. You know the shit on a deep level because it resonates. It resonates, you know? And that's my message today is like, control what you can, because there's a lot of shit we can't control. There's a lot of shit we can't control, but there's also a lot of shit we can. And our attitude is one of those things. Our effort is the thing we control as well. And I'm going to wrap that up for today. And uh, next episode, I'll talk more about the journey to the truth and how it changed my life even more. All right, hope you all have an amazing week, amazing month. All right, take it easy.